We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of the show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the NFC East Feast, and we are here tonight with our third team preview, and tonight is going to be all about them Cowboys, which you know brings a smile to my face. But boys, I want to do a little housekeeping in the division before we dive into Dallas, mainly about all these contracts, all this money that's flying around the entire NFL, to be honest, but we'll stick uh, to the division as we always do. First, in in New York, uh, Saquon Barkley. Finally reports to camp, which is one-year, $11 million deal. Depending on how you feel about the running back market, he got exactly what he deserved or he's criminally underpaid. One person who's not underpaid is their left tackle, uh, Andrew Thomas, who got a five-year, I want to say $112 million deal. And I, I think I saw he got $68 million in guaranteed money, which is the highest in league history for an offensive lineman. So we will be protecting uh, Danny Dimes for quite some time. And my guy Trayvon Diggs, who we'll talk about more later, got paid five years, $97 million. So a lot of big spending going on in the league. Uh, John, what do you think more or less about the Saquon situation and just all these guys hitting the back? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And the surprising thing to me is a lot of these guys getting paid. There's still a ton of free agency uh, moves to be had out there. There's a lot of talented veteran players that are still on the market. So uh, in situations like the running backs, I feel like that may be a part of why uh, the value gets driven down. And, um, you know, the, the, the franchise tag is not what it used to be, where it was kind of this beneficial thing for teams where they could kind of get themselves in a good position to hold on to a premier player. I think now, publicly at least, it sours the player's opinion on how the team views them, even if they use it as like a temporary hold, right? Like, oh, we're just going to put it on and then we'll then we'll get to the contract, right? Just kind of get us, get us some breathing room. That didn't work in this situation. I don't think Saquon's happy with $11 million. Uh, as you mentioned to me earlier, Brian, $10 million would have been the franchise tag. So what's a million more, for, you know, for the sake of argument? Um I, I think it leaves a bad taste in Saquon's mouth. I think he's going to be playing with his uh, freaking cleats on fire this year. Um, I think he's got – it's crazy to say this. I think Saquon's going to going to have a lot he wants to prove. Yeah, I, I think uh, I would definitely want Saquon Barkley on my fantasy team as the draft approach. GBR, good to see you, sir. Um, any thoughts on these off-season moves that have happened so far? Yeah, I think the uh, running back situation is really eye-opening. I mean, I really – I kind of see it as leasing vehicles, right? Um, and but you're definitely exceeding the mileage. Analogy. No one gives a shit. I mean, you're you're leasing them for three <laughs> years. You're exceeding the mileage. They don't charge you extra for exceeding the mileage either. And you give them one million worth of incentives, bro. <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, dude, that's a freaking perfect analogy. 
Very well said. All right. Now let's talk about them Cowboys. Uh, first, guys, I'm just going to run through our Dallas Cowboys draft class. We started off in round one, pick 26, taking Mozzie Smith. Maybe you could say it's Maisie Smith. Huge defensive tackle out of Michigan. That was a need. He's a run stuffer. He's a monster. Excited to see him. In round two, we stayed with Big Blue. So we got two of Coach Harbaugh's guys. We got Luke Schoonmaker, a big milk-drinking tight end from Michigan. I know the Cowboys wanted to get Dalton Kincaid in the first round. I believe Buffalo traded up to get him. Either way, we needed to find a replacement for Dalton Schultz. We'll see if Luke Schoonmaker is that guy. In the third round, we got uh, DeMarvian Overshawn, an undersized uh, sideline-to-sideline linebacker from the University of Texas. So he's going to stay in the Lone Star State. Round four, we get a pass rusher, Villami Ioko. Round five, an offensive tackle, Asim Richards. Round six, a DB, Eric Scott. A second round six pick, one of my favorite picks. I really hope he pans out, Deuce Vaughn. He is the son of one of our coaches, very undersized. He went to Kansas State, reminds me of Darren Sproles, another former Kansas State running back. I really hope Deuce is able to contribute for the Cowboys. In round seven, we got a wide receiver, Jalen Brooks. All in all, I think it's a good draft class, not a great draft class. I think we could have done better, but a lot of guys I think we wanted to get drafted right before we were on the clock. Um, Any thoughts, guys, about the Cowboys draft class? Love it, hate it. Yeah, I mean, I think they filled some roles. Um, I don't, I don't love it. I don't hate it. I think it's pretty similar to our draft as far as the Commanders go. Um, I give it a, a, a C plus. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree. I think for them, I think it, it's a nice position to be in for the Cowboys because you guys are, have a very talented roster um, for most of it. So like yeah. you guys are in one of those positions where you don't necess- you're not necessarily drafting for players that you need to start day one. I think Mozzie Smith, definitely. Obviously then you go in the second round, you get yourself a replacement tight end, but outside of that, everybody else you named are in positions where they don't have to come in and make an impact for you guys right off the bat. Um, I will say just from draft night, um, I always love finding those like draft stories that are just super inspiring. And that Deuce Vaughn clip was definitely the best one for me of 2023. If you guys watch that, his dad was the one who called him to tell him he was getting drafted to the Cowboys. And he did it by just asking him, hey, man, you want to come to work with me tomorrow? Yeah. Hard, hard to, uh, so hard to fight, fight back tears a little bit uh, watching that. It was pretty cool. Mike McCarthy, um, Jerry Jones, love him or hate him. Everyone in that room um, was very emotional. And it's cool, man. I, I've been watching the training camp players the past couple of days. He is so tiny. He looks like a high school yeah. running back out there. But you never it's know. Like Dan, you look Dan at Sproles esque, maybe. Exactly. You you a guy like that has had success in the league before. So good luck, Deuce. Hopefully your dad's not too hard on you in practice. Yeah. Mozzie Smith, though, I, I think honestly, I do think that was a huge pickup for you guys just because, you know, playing in this division, you gotta be able to stop the run. Yes. Whether it's he's Washington, a monster. the Eagles, or Saquon Barkley, like, good pick. No, he's a monster. Um, and the Cowboys are very good at rushing the passer. They were weak up the middle. So that, that, that definitely filled the need. John, you alluded to our roster, which is pretty damn good. Uh, let's go through it. Right now I'm just going to do the starters, and then we'll go a little bit deeper um, with the whole roster and the depth chart. Uh, QB1, of course, Dak Prescott. Guys, I look at Dak Prescott. Um, they are the anti-Daxers out there when we love you guys. Um, but now that you see Justin Herbert, um, Jalen Hurts, um, getting $250 million, Lamar Jackson's another one. 
Dak Prescott's actually like the eighth or ninth highest paid quarterback in the league. I'm cool with that. If Dak, if Dak is right there, I think he's probably – he makes the same amount of money as Daniel Jones, for God's sake. So, like, I think he's appropriately paid now. Let's hope when his contract's up in another year or two, he doesn't hold the franchise hostage. But right now, I think Dak is right where he needs to be. Running back, starting running back this year, guys, no more Ezekiel Elliott. Tony Pollard coming off of a broken leg. We'll address that position group here in just a little bit. Wide receivers. I haven't been this excited about a group of wide receivers in Dallas in quite some time. We're going to roll out in the three wide receiver set, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup. Brandon Cooks, of course, coming over um, as a trade from the Houston Texans. The guy's had a 1,000-yard season every year of his career, and he's always played in pretty porous franchises. So very excited to insert him into the offense. Tight end, as I said earlier, Dalton Schultz is gone. So we're probably going to start Jake Ferguson, but of course we do have the rookie Luke Schoonmaker. We also have Peyton Hendershot. So a, a bunch of, I would say, average tight ends. Dak Prescott loves his tight ends. One of these guys is going to have to emerge to step up as that safety blanket. In the offensive line, George, I know you question my offensive line. I think it's pretty good. We're going to go left tackle, Tyron Smith. Left guard, Tyler Smith. Center, Tyler Biotish. Right guard, 99 overall in Madden, Zach Martin, who is holding out. And right tackle, Terrence Steele. So I think the O-line is, is pretty good, George. I'll get your opinion on that in just a second. Swap over the defense now. I think this defense is top five in the league. Has a chance to be one of the best. Led the, the uh, NFL in takeaways last year. Dan Quinn has these boys ready to ball. They have Michael Parsons listed here as an edge rusher. Is he a linebacker? Is he, an, is he an edge? I don't know what he is, but he's one of the best players in the NFL. We got Mike as the edge. I got Osa Odigizua and Mozzie Smith as my defensive tackles. And my other defensive end, Demarcus Lawrence. We got Leighton Vanderesh at linebacker. We, uh, we're running out a three cornerback set here. Cornerback one, Trayvon Diggs just got the bag. Really, our real cornerback one, though, is Stephon Gilmore. Guy we traded for coming over from Indianapolis. A little getting a little long in the tooth, but still one of the best corners in the league, in my opinion. And they got our friend Duran Bland listed as the nickel right here. I'm interested in that. Jordan Lewis is coming off of an injury. He might slide in compete there. But I think we're pretty deep at corner. We're also deep at safety. We roll out three safeties. Donovan Wilson, who did injure his calf in practice. He'll be back by the time the season starts. Malik Cooker and J. Ron Curse. Guys, that defense is going to be monstrous. But, George, I want to start with you. I think you have some questions about my offensive line. Uh, I'm just curious what happens with Zach Martin. The guy is grossly underpaid. He's yes. making, I think, $2 million this year, and then Jerry Jones goes out to say, uh, integrity? Integrity. <laughs> what, way to get this guy fired up, dude. I, he has no problem holding out. I would hold out for $2 million. He's going to get paid 10 to $12 million for a five- to seven-year contract. I would hold out all day long. If he does not get paid, he will not play. That will be one holdout that will stay out the entire fucking season. You see that language. You're right. But it's just right. true. And that's a 99 overall. You're losing if you don't pay him. He is not coming out there. Uh, so there's no other questions about the offensive line. It's simply Zach. Uh, it's It's – it's a it's a situation that I could it could be interesting. He might be one of the holdouts that that really hold out. Yeah, no, and I to, to piggyback off what you're saying, dude. Like, 
especially with Zach Martin. He's he's a guard, but he is a pivotal piece of that offensive line. So losing him would be a huge issue. I mean, even if you look at, you know, Washington a couple of years ago when we let um, Brandon Scherf walk yeah. guard, but he was the captain of that offensive line and it had detrimental effects. So I'm sure Brian does not want to see Zach Martin hold out. No, no. I, and, and I think I'm with you, George. He should be holding out. By no means am I going to um, play the friend here of the Jones family or the Cowboys for an office. I'm on Team Martin. I think it was a big mistake by Jerry Jones to pay Trayvon Diggs when he did. If you want to, if you want to pay Trayvon paid, Diggs, bro. sorry, but how much he paid? I, I don't know, man. Okay. I think that's just yeah, bro. He's the new Josh Norman, dog. Get out of here. Oh, wow. Get out of here. Say hello to Josh Norman, bro. He'll be on a fucking boat in no time. That is is disrespectful. That is incredibly disrespectful. I don't don't, um, disagree with the money. I I, I think just right now the cornerback position is you're going to have to pay a price for it. Just like the running back position right now, you have to take a discount. It's just kind of the way the, way the market is. But I don't like the timing of the deal. I wish you would have uh, taken care of Zach Martin first. That's your best player. He's been your best player. I don't know if he's ever missed a game. He's even had to, to um, uh, hop out to right tackle at times because our offensive line has been so thin in the past. He has been the consummate professional. He's one of the best Cowboys in franchise history. I think they should have taken care of him first. And then start working on Trayvon Diggs deal. And now I know CD Lamb is, is up for a contract too. But Zach Martin must be taken care of. And I do believe it's a deal will get done. If I'm Zach Martin, he doesn't need to play in the preseason. He really doesn't even need camp at this point in time. He knows the offense. He knows Zach Prescott. So I think he I, I think and I hope more than anything that he's there for week one against the Giants. If he's not, I think that could be a trickle down effect the entire franchise so very scary times in dallas if uh if the gob as they call him is not um in there day one on september 11th all right guys um now we're going to take a little deeper dive peel back the rest of this roster and let's see how deep the cowboys really are backup quarterback for the cowboys i love him he kept us afloat last year when Dak prescott was hurt i think cooper rush is a quality backup so I'm, i'm very happy that they brought him back i think that's good uh, running back. Right now we have um, Malik Davis listed as the number two running back. And we also have Ronald Jones, uh, the ghost of Ronald Jones, bounced around um, after the Bucks uh, went to the Chiefs. And then, of course, we have Deuce Vaughn, the undersized back out of Kansas State. Worst I mean, guys, left. yes, I would agree. The, uh, the, the worst running back group in the entire division my starting running back, the last time I saw him, his tibia was broken in two pieces oh, and in yeah. the middle of San Francisco. Like, I, that's a much better injury, don't get me wrong, than an ACL. Tony Pollard has been a full go at camp. He looks like he's fully recovered. But Tony Pollard's never had to carry a workload. As much as I want to make fun of Ezekiel Elliott and his weight issues, <laughs> Zeke, was, Zeke had 10 touchdowns last year. He had 700 yards rushing. He did all of the ugly things that let Tony Pollard flourish when he finally got the football. Without that safety blanket, Malik Davis, Ronald Jones, and Deuce Vaughn are not going to be the complimentary back for Tony Pollard. John, do you think the Cowboys, do, do, do we have to go sign Dalvin Cook or perhaps Kareem Hunt, or can this room keep us competitive? 
No, I absolutely think you should. I think you should be exploring any of these avenues uh, with some of these veteran running backs that are still out there because Tony Pollard definitely gives you the warm and fuzzies, but I think some of that was because Cowboys fans had kind of gone stale on Zeke over the years because of his weight issues or just because of his, you know, as his career continued on, he got worse and worse statistically year over year. So I think, it, you know, it was kind of like a changing of the guard. Cowboys fans wanted to see Pollard. And don't get me wrong, Pollard's been great, but he was never touted as like this, you know, number one running back. And I don't think he's ever been viewed as that until maybe last year. Um, so uh, I don't think, yeah, I mean, t- just not just to, to, you know, beat up on Tony Pollard, but like you said, the depth is not there. You know, if anything, if anything happens to Pollard, yeah. We're in real trouble. I, um, and it's going to be interesting for Pollard. I don't think Pollard, like, like John was kind of alluding to, he's not used to those yard and a half, two yard, three yard runs, getting beat up in the middle. He's used to gadget plays. He used to screen passes, getting him an open field, doing everything he can. Kellen Moore did a great job with him. Um, and I'll get to that later, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see him as an every down back um, and not having a bulky ball carrier and not drafting one too was interesting, but yeah, it's, uh, I think Tony will still do his thing. I just don't know if he's going to love being that first, second, and third down back. Right. Yeah. And Jerry Jones has come out and said that they are not bringing back Ezekiel Elliott. I really thought in my heart of hearts that as we got closer to camp and if Zeke remained unsigned, he would come back on a cheaper contract. Oh, by the way, um, between Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, and Todd Gurley, those are the characters that the running backs of today's NFL have to thank for the reason they're not getting paid. Yeah, because the, yeah. we were we were so scorned by those terrible contracts. Yeah, bring back Lindy. Yeah. We'll use him. Ladanian right <laughs> <laughs> Tomlinson's bro, that's what you need. Yeah. But man, I don't know. I talked I talked about you guys pre pod. Right now, Dalvin Cook is on a plane to go meet with the New York Jets. If I'm Jerry Jones, you pay as much money as you need to to turn that plane right around and send him to Arlington, Texas, and get him to negotiate. Because I really think if Dalvin Cook is a Dallas Cowboy come September 11th, I'll, I'll sit here as ignorant as can be, and I will say, how about them Cowboys? We're coming for the Super Bowls. But as it is right now, I just feel a little hesitant that we are not going to be able to run the football. Would you rather pay Dalvin Cook or Zach Martin? Oh, Zach Martin, of course. You got to take care. Got to take care of your own. I was literally just going to say. I think some of the some of this is compounded by the fact that oh man, if Zach Martin's not here and you don't have that offensive line, because like you were saying, George, that's one thing. If if Pollard's getting you know beat up on two to three yard carries, that's always kind of been not what the Cowboys do, right? They give they used to give Zeke plenty of running room, and oftentimes he wasn't even touched until until the second level at the running back, uh, at the uh, linebacker level. So if that was what Pollard's expecting this year and Zach Martin holds out, he, expectations are going to change. Especially the tackles in that division, bro. They need a good guard. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no. It's murderous row. Leonard Williams and Sexy Sexy in New York, John Allen and Jerron Payne in D.C., and the Eagles with Fletcher Cox. Um, although they lost yeah. Javon Hargrave, they, they draft Jalen Carter. Like, it's it's just – like, dude, 10 defensive tackles on that team. Dude, they do. They are full of big uglies, and they are going to wreak havoc the entire season. All right, guys. I already talked about how excited I am about my trio of wide receivers, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup. 
it gets a little sketchy after that. Um, Noah Brown, who was surprisingly played pretty well last year, signed with the Houston Texans. So right now our fourth receiver is going to be Jalen Tolbert, who we drafted in the third round last year out of South Alabama. He was a complete bust. He was inactive for most games, so we really need him to step up. Other than that, we've got Simi Fayoko and Kevante Turpin, who's he's a kick returner, let's be honest. And then Dennis Houston, Jalen Brooks, these guys are completely, um, you know, anonymous to me. I have no idea who they are, I, but I think I, it's not a concern to me. I, I think when you have uh, a strong trio up top, we'll still be okay. Agreed. Uh, George, any thoughts on the on the receivers? You think they, yeah, am I crazy? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that if one goes down, they'll still be able to work it out. You know, it, it's it's bound to happen. You know, they're not going to all play 17 games, right? So right. having a trio of receivers, it's it's really beneficial. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that fourth guy is big because who knows that fourth guy could be WR2, too, uh, every now and then. So yep. uh, you might want to look into picking someone up after training camp, too, because, yeah, these, these names are definitely not high profile. Yeah, so I think the Jets um, are trying to trade Denzel Mims, although he's not amazing. So a guy like that who, who, uh, who was once drafted high, he's, he's made plays in this league. I would love to, to bring somebody in. Um, a, a guy I'm excited about this year is Michael Gallup. Last year he was coming off of the ACL, and he just did not look like himself. But he was the number two receiver. Now I think another year removed from the injury, he can be more comfortable making his cuts. And now he doesn't have the pressure of being number two. Now you've got Brandon Cooks, a solidified Pro Bowl player, take that pressure off so i expect that uh, i expect big things for number 13. the tight ends i talked about no more on dalton schultz uh george's look-alike is now in houston have fun with that i don't know why yeah. dalton schultz sent some money to go to houston uh probably gonna regret that but we got jake ferguson second year kid out of wisconsin we got the rookie i said out of michigan we got Peyton hendershot Pretty good tight ends, but as I said, Dak loves to throw to the tight ends. When he was young, he had Jason Witten, and then he just he would pepper Dalton Schultz with targets. So, so that could be interesting. If none of these guys step up, that number four wide receiver could be end up being very pivotal. So, so keep your eye on the tight end battle. And we talked about our starting offensive line, which is good. I'm going to name you guys my top five backup offensive linemen. If anybody knows any of these names, feel free to raise your hands. Matt Letzeko. Asim Richards, Brock Hoffman, Josh Bell, Alex Taylor. No? Nobody? All right, so what we're saying is, George, I might be with you on being concerned with the offensive line because whether Zach Martin holds out or any of these five get hurt, as Tyron Smith so often does, we could be in trouble because there is no depth in that offensive line room. Where we do have plenty of depth is the defensive line. This gets very interesting. I talked about my starters they're amazing. The backup. These are the backup defensive linemen. Sam Williams had 10 sacks last year. Jonathan Hankins has been around the league forever. Now Neville Gallimore, another big body. Dorrance Armstrong had eight sacks last year. Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler Jr. is listed as our third string defensive end. Like That's pretty Dan, crazy. Too. Dan Quinn has some bodies. I think this I think this team, if it's not the Philadelphia Eagles, leads the NFL in sacks. The Washington football team, excuse me, the Commanders, also put a top one of the best defensive lines in football. I don't think there's a bet in Vegas that I can make. But if some, if there was an over-under for what division is going to lead the NFL in sacks, oh, yeah. I am throwing it's, – it's the East. It's the NFC East all day. Absolutely. Uh, linebacker, 
is a little thin because, like I said, Micah is kind of a kind of a backer, kind of an edge. Um, but our, our linebackers are going to be uh, Leighton Vanderesh and Damone Clark. Damone Clark was a pick on LSU last year. Got hurt. Um, got hurt in college. We'll see how he comes along. I talked about the kid Overshawn from Texas. I think he has a chance to um, step on the field early. We also have Jabril Cox, another LSU linebacker. So other than Van Der Esch, I think our linebackers are a bit questionable. So I think if you do get past the first level of the Cowboys defense, backers could be susceptible. Yeah, I feel like the linebacking position in today's NFL is so different nowadays, though. It's like there's so many teams that don't have top-tier linebackers that I could hard, you know, you could hardly name nowadays um they're all in my opinion a lot of times now often undersized you just want guys that can cover sideline to sideline because the passing game has gotten so freaking intense i agree no and it seems like 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 the cowboys have like they have like five dbs four um four defensive tackle or defensive linemen and then like only one or two linebackers on the field at yeah. the time. And I think I think yeah. Washington also does that. So it's almost exactly. like the position has been very uh, skimmed back by the NFL. Just just a modern day game. All right, I and I talked playing nickel now, really. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why that's why these nickel backs are so crucial. Um, and other than uh, Trayvon Diggs, who could be overpaid according to George, and Stephon <laughs> Gilmore, who uh, still has some gas left in the tank. It's going to be interesting to see, um, like I said, Deron Bland, Jordan Lewis. We also have Nashawn Wright and my old friend, boss man, Fat, Kelvin Joseph. All these guys are going to be battle for those nickel and dime positions. And when these these opposing teams uh, come out in four wide receiver sets, they're really going to be tested to see if these third and fourth corners can step up. We have a very deep safety room. I've already went into um, that in detail. Most likely, our kick returner is going to be Cavante Turpin again. He came over from the USFL. Made a lot of plays last year. I love Cavante. Our punter is going to be Brian Anger. But the real special teams player that I'm concerned about is the kicker. We all remember what happened in the wild card game last year as Brett Maher, Maher, Maher Chevrolet missed not one, not two, not three, but four field goals. And then missed another one against San Francisco. He's not on the team anymore. He's not in the league anymore. Uh, we signed Tristan Vizcaino. Right now, he is our kicker. I believe he played for the Patriots. Um, yeah, the, in the name past. sounds familiar. I think he was on the Patriots, and I think he was in one of the other leagues, whether it be the XFL or the USFL as well. So whether it's Vizcaino or somebody else, I really hope the Cowboys can solidify their kicking position. But all in all, guys, I look up and down this roster, although positions like tight end and running back are a little bit thin, I think the Cowboys have an elite roster in the NFC. The only rosters I would look at and say are better than the Cowboys on paper would be the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. Are you guys in agreement with that? George? I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no I, I would agree. I would agree. Um, I, I don't know if I would put you guys necessarily in that tier, but you guys are right there. Um, I mean, you went 12-5 and five last year. Um, a stat yeah. that I read that I really was, was surprised about was you guys had a 125-point differential, uh, which was nice. third in the NFC behind the Eagles and the 49ers. Um might be a little worrisome that now, uh, you know, your OC has changed teams. So, you know, it'll be kind of 
different to see how the offense runs this year um, with with new coordination there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys have an all around good roster. Um, I think you've got depth in a lot of places that teams want to have depth uh, in today's NFL. Um, and you also have some experience on the team, uh, whether that's behind guys like Tony Pollard or CD lamb or Dak Prescott, um, Michael Parsons, you got good leadership on both sides of the ball and you got veterans that will help keep kind of that cohesiveness year to year. So I think the Cowboys, you know, you guys are in that, in that weird place where it's like, like I said, you were 12 and five last year. So it's like, you want to see a jump from your Cowboys, Brian, but like, Man, it's it's not there's not much more room to go up, you know. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Vikings went thirteen and four. I mean, they, that would be like yeah. the only team I would like really even consider. Same. Um, but I also yeah. think there's a lot of like very average teams in the in the NFC. To be honest with you, oh yeah, not a, not a ton of like up and coming teams like the AFC with the Dolphins and and like really high power you know powered offenses like the Chiefs and things like that. So I think the NFC is definitely overall a weaker division. I think there might be some great teams in the NFC like like the Cowboys and like the Eagles. Uh, but yeah, no, I would I would put the Cowboys up there. I, and I guess like I, that would, the only one I would say would maybe be the Vikings and and that would yeah. be it. Yeah. So, I think that's fair, George. I, I do well, want to bring up since since John did bring it up, like I, I think it, it's gonna be really interesting once Mike McCarthy starts calling the plays with you know and he's, <laughs> he's gonna be breathing pretty heavy when he's calling them and I don't think you're gonna be really enjoying watching him calling plays. I think, I think Kellen Moore was uh, <laughs> I think, I mean, the Vermins is, like... is a long, I mean, the Vermins is, is a lot. So, but no, I think, I think Kellen Moore was a, a greatly underappreciated in, in Dallas, to be honest with you. I, I think yeah. he did a really good job. I think he had a new scheme. Uh, he reminded me some of the, the newer coaches in the league, uh, like the Shanahan's of the world um, and, the, and the Todd Shays and things like that. So I, um, <laughs> Todd McVay. <laughs> sure. Sean McVay's. Sean McVay's, sorry. It rhymes. It's good. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I, I think Kellen, I think he's going to do big things. And there's a reason why he got signed right away to the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, there, there's yes. a great reason. And, and, and that's an interesting match for him with, and, with and, Herbert, but. Totally. And in my opinion, he's a better play caller than Mike McCarthy. So oh, yeah. it, it will be interesting to see that. How do you feel about that, B? Mike McCarthy. I'm glad, you, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad we didn't go through the podcast about because that is a that's, that's one of the bigger stories of the Dallas Cowboys leading into the 23 season. Brian Schottenheimer, yeah. bro? Jesus, what about the uh, 80s? Schottenheimer's <laughs> a, <laughs> Schottenheimer's a, uh, is, is a figurehead. I mean, this is, this is Mike McCarthy's offense now. This is the first time that Mark McCarthy is going to call plays since um, he was coaching Aaron Rodgers. You remember, that didn't exactly go well. Like Aaron Rodgers no. was known to, to call audibles in the huddle. Even, um, I believe Greg Jennings said a few times, Aaron Rodgers would actually roll his eyes when the play call would come in from McCarthy. And he would immediately audible. Like So he was not impressed. Um, Dak Prescott, much, much more of a coach's uh, player. He's not going to roll his eyes. He's, he's going to go with the game plan unless he sees something at the line of scrimmage that needs to yeah. be checked. Um, but Georgia, interesting enough, like – I, I do agree with you that Kellen Moore did a decent job and he was a little bit underappreciated, but he was fired. Like it wasn't like the chargers threw him a bag of money and he left. He was asked to pick up his things and leave. So there was something, not that the Dallas Cowboys front office knows what they're doing other than they do draft well, but they, they don't exactly organizationally have it all together, but they did. I mean, strong minded to... coaches just end up 
getting fired from Dallas a lot. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But let's not and let's not put Kellen Moore in the class of Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells. I'm just right. saying. I'm just, but uh, that, but, I'm just but also, happens. so to my earlier point, though, right? Like I was saying, you're 12 and five. You've got Super Bowl aspirations. You have an, a roster. There's only so much more room to get better, right? And then, it, so if you, if at the end of the season you lose. You don't make the Super Bowl. You've got a, a stud defense, and you love your defensive coordinator. Where else do you point the finger, right? So it's like they're right. trying to get better. Maybe that's just kind of you know, Kellen Moore fell on the sword there. Well, I think I, I think I hear Coast Coast Petey Kentodiak is calling it on line one, and they're pointing all the fingers at goddamn Dak Prescott. <laughs> 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 and they might they might they might be right. The guy led the league in interceptions. Maybe. Maybe Coach McCarthy's play calling scales back the offense a little bit. I know McCarthy said, which is interesting enough, he wants to run the ball more, but we just don't have the bodies yeah, to do it, and it doesn't, it doesn't make sense <laughs> no, to me. Let me ask you this, though, because I saw an, uh, an interview where Dak stated that he will not throw 10 interceptions this year. Are you going to give me over under 10 interceptions from your boy Dak? Over, over. <laughs> <laughs> under 15. Under 15. All right, it's I got Dak throwing 36 touchdowns, throwing 13 picks. How about that? A good, a good year. Yeah, a good, not great year. But I just think, I think having having Brandon Cooks, just that deep threat is gonna is really gonna change things in Dallas. Absolutely. So we'll see. I'm, um, any final thoughts on the roster, guys? As a, as a whole, I think I think we dissected it pretty well. Yeah, I yeah, I'm a super strong roster. I mean, there's there's definitely, um, I mean, anytime I look up the Cowboys, there's always Super Bowl hopes. Uh, but I think the yes. veterans are getting a little bit older. Uh, so this definitely is their time to really make mm-hmm. a run at this thing. So I would not be surprised if, if they if they really went for it this year. Not that they do every year. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely have the staff behind it. If they can, if they can stay healthy, um, the only thing is, is I just don't see them ever beating the 49ers in the playoffs. Well, they Let's talk about when they play the 49ers in the regular season. It's time for my favorite part. We're going to run down the 17-game schedule, and we're going to give our win-loss record. You guys keep a track at home. Sunday, September 10th. I thought it was 9-11, but no. 9-11 is the Monday night game. Um, Sunday, September 10th. We are going to New York to open the season on Sunday night football to play the G-Men. I got a win there, even though it's in New York. I think we're the better team. Saquon Barkley will have a big game, but I think Dak Prescott outduels Daniel Jones. I got the Cowboys at one and zero. Oh. You guys don't have to say your your win or loss out loud, but just write it down, and then we'll have we'll have it. We'll share our, ours at the end. I want to say it. Please, what are we doing, George? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the L opening day in New York. I think uh, I think Saquon does his thing. I, I, I think that they're gonna try to, you know, again the running game is the biggest question mark for me. Um, I think that if they completely take it away the run with with the defense like New York has, um, I think the staff there and the coaching staff really fired up with the Giants and, and opening in New York. I mean, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give him to the Giants here. No yeah, worries. I think. I'm going to lean with Brian on this one. I'm going to give him a W, man. I think I think the Giants just uh, – I know it was kind of our knock on them all season last year. Uh, I don't think that their roster is as talented as the rest of the division. Um, they willed themselves to win some of the games that they won last year. I think the Cowboys are just a better team. 
The Cowboys did sweep the Giants last year for um for all you guys at home. For those like, of us that root on the Cowboys, bro, I don't know about that. <sighs> it's it's hard, man. It's, I I was gonna say before we wrapped up roster, like Micah Parsons, bro. I just yeah. I love that dude, man. It just makes so me so good. jealous that he's a Cowboy. I hate it. He's only I, he's only gonna get better, man. He put on like fifteen pounds of muscle. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's. <laughs> I'm we're very playing, interested. Who are we playing week two? <laughs> All right, uh, week two. We are playing another New York team. This will be in Dallas, but we're playing Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. You guys know Aaron Rodgers has been our daddy for years. Aaron Rodgers has haunted the Dallas Cowboys. Now he's in a new uniform. I'm just gonna say now that he's out of Green Bay, I think that was just our house of horrors up there in Lambeau Field. I think we get our revenge on Aaron. We're going two and O. George, how about you? I'm gonna give him the W. Um, I uh, I know I know John loves the Jets because I know we got in a little bit of an argument or last pod for the Commanders, um, but I just I'm not there with them. There's a lot of hype there. I'm just not there yet. John, go yeah, with the L. No. I think, yeah, I think, I think the Jets take this one. I think they're going to have a little bit of swagger this year. And I think that's probably a recipe for them to probably start fast. Um, and this will be an opportunity for Rodgers to get that young team excited, go in, play a serious contender and come out with a win. Like that's a great start for them. Cannot wait to see Garrett Wilson go up against us, Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore. Garrett Wilson, one of the better young receivers. He's going to be fun to watch this year. Week three, we play what I think is quite possibly going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. Kyler Murray will be out for this game. I don't even know. Is it going to be Colt McCoy? I don't think it matters. Cowboys get their biggest win of the year. I'm going to say 42 to 14. We stop the Arizona Cardinals in the desert. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. It's W's on. Yeah, okay. That's a W. <laughs> All right. Week four, we come back to Dallas. We're playing the New England Patriots. Man, uh, how the Patriots have fallen. Like, I don't think they're going to be a dumpster fire, but Tom Brady literally showed how valuable he was to that franchise. When DeAndre Hopkins was a free agent recently, he showed no interest in going to New England. Because they're they're just so inept when it comes to the offensive side Matt of the Patricia's football. calling plays. <laughs> yes, because of that, I think the Cowboys just outduel the New England Patriots. I got the Cowboys starting off a per- perfect four and zero. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna. Of course you do. Yeah. Of course I do. <laughs> uh, I, however, you hear from me too. <laughs> however, week five, we travel out to. San Francisco to play the 49ers, a team that has ended our season in back-to-back years. I hope they don't do it again, but I do think that they will defeat us again, regardless of whether it's Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, or Sam Darnold. It could be Shanahan for all I care. The Niners just have our number. This is going to be Sunday night football, prime time in San Fran. The crowd's going to be going nuts. Cowboys suffer their first loss of the season, according to me. Yeah, I'm going to Yeah. You're going west. Like, you're playing a night game west. You're playing in San Fran. Like, there's just, just deck stacked against if you. That was, if that was in Dallas, I'd give them the W, though. I like that. All right. Well, an advantage we might have the next week is we play on Monday night football against the Chargers. So, we're, we're going to stay out west. We're not traveling back to Dallas. Of course, everyone knows the Cowboys have their training camp in Oxnard, California. So it's our home away from home. We can take the extended day, not have to worry about the long flight. We play the Chargers on Monday Night Football. I think Dak 
outduels Justin Herbert, the $250 million man. I got them Cowboys getting the Monday night win against the Chargers. Yeah, that's a Kellen Moore week. He's getting a W that game. Yeah, dude, you stole it from me, Kellen Moore revenge week, bro. Absolutely. I'm taking the Chargers. I, I like Justin Herbert um, way more than I like Dak Prescott. And that's where that's, that's at. That's fair. <laughs> All right. We got a bye week then, a much-needed bye week. And we start on October 29th against the Los Angeles Rams. This game is going to be back in Dallas. Guys, I just think the Rams have kind of lost that magic that they had. I, I'm a fan of Matt Stafford. I hope that he comes back to look like pre-injury Matt Stafford. I do expect Cooper Cup to have an amazing year. But I just think that that Rams run, like they, they you know, like their GM had that, that T-shirt at the parade that said, um, F them picks because they traded all their draft picks. Well, they, they traded their future for that Super Bowl. They sold their soul for that Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. I think if you had to ask Aaron Donald, he would do it all day and twice on Sunday because he's got a championship. But the Rams, to me, are no longer a Super Bowl caliber team. I got the Cowboys to get the win. Yeah, I'm going to give you the guys the win. But I, I actually do think the Rams are going to do half decent. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they – if they go nine and eight, ten and seven, or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Wild card, maybe. My boy McShay McVay, you know he's out there. Dude. He, he's out there <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. The fighting Todd McShays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I got the Cowboys taking a dub there too. I agree with everything you said, Brian, but I also agree with you, George. I think it's a team you can't sleep on, but I think that's a Cowboys W for sure. Nice. All right. Sunday, November 5th, 4.30 on Fox. We are traveling to the city of brotherly love to play the Eagles. Now, guys, why this is so exciting to me, last year the Cowboys and the Eagles, they split the season series. But in the game that the Eagles won, Cooper Rush was our quarterback. In the game that the Cowboys won, Gardner Minshew was the Eagles quarterback. So Dak and Jalen Hurts did not match up head-to-head. So this is a long time coming. Jalen Hurts got his money, and I think Jalen Hurts gets a W right here. I think the Cowboys go down to Philadelphia. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I usually like to split this one up, but I, I, I will take the L here as well to Philadelphia. Okay. Oh, wow, so you're picking the Cowboys to win here. No, no, no I'm picking Philly. Sorry. Oh, gotcha. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on board with you, George. I'm sorry. If anything, this uh, this series splits this season, and home advantage to the, to the Eagles. L for the boys. Fly Eagles, fly! But the week after, I think we break out the brooms and we sweep the New York Giants because we are just that much goddamn better. You guys think that the you guys both had the Cowboys dropping that first game, or John, you had them winning? Yeah, I had them winning. Okay. Okay, George, do the Giants sweep my Cowboys? No, they do not sweep the Cowboys. Um, All right. The Giants might get beat up a little bit midway through the season. I think the Cowboys have a little bit more depth, especially at the receiver position. And I can Uh see Dak kind of getting a little bit warmed up. They're doing around mid-year. Dak is, is pretty strong, so... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Cowboys sweep here, and that might be a little bit uh, selfish. I think in the back of my mind, I'm just hoping they sweep the Giants to give us a better chance to to scoot into the playoffs, George. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Love the honesty. All right, Sunday, November 19th, we are traveling to North Carolina. Come on and raise up, take your shirt off, twist around your head, spin it like a helicopter. We are playing the Carolina Panthers, and 
the minuscule rookie quarterback Bryce Young. I'm very skeptical on Bryce Young. I hope he's successful, but I think he might be a little bit too small. And I know he's going to be too small for Micah Parsons in my monstrous defense. I got the Cowboys to get the win in Carolina. I just love the fact that you called it your monstrous defense. But yes, I will hey. really <laughs> add to that. I'm going to give him the win here. All right. W. Yeah. All right. Thursday, November 23rd. Is that Thanksgiving Day? I think it is. I think, I think it, it is. is. And we play the Washington Commanders. Tony Romo will be in the house. 430 CBS. Love that we're playing you guys on Thanksgiving. So much tradition there. And I think the Cowboys are going to traditionally eat some turkey legs. Shout out. How about them Cowboys? We get to win against the Commanders. What is that being played again? That's at the game Cowboys. Always, always in Dallas on Thanksgiving. Yeah. 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 No, man, we're getting it, bro. <laughs> That's what you picked in, in, the, in the Washington time, bro. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I told you, man. I've, I've, been, I've been mainlining Washington press for the last couple of days. I told you guys pre- Pre-pod, I'm super amped up. I'm on the new ownership vibes, and I want to go to the. I want to go to that side with you, George. But I think the smart money there, Cowboys at home on Thanksgiving, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. probably what's going to happen. I'll give the Cowboys a win over us. It's going to be an all right. Kind of always. Is. Yeah, well, it's going to be a fight. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Remember last time we played against the Cowboys and on Thanksgiving, we absolutely destroyed them by like thirty. Sam Howell, the new Cowboy killer, hopefully. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, well, guys, well, my Cowboys were, were always due for one weird loss that I don't think they should lose. And I think it's going to be the following Thursday night, we play the Seahawks at home. Although we're going to be on regular rest because we played on Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think the, the Hawks are good. They're physical. I think Dallas is going to suffer the L against the Seahawks. I'm going to give them the W just because I think they're going to lose against the Commanders and they're really going to need that W. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I know. I'm going to give them a W here too. I think the Seahawks with, with Pete Carroll and that roster, like they're going to have something to play for this year for sure, especially in a, in a lesser NFC like George mentioned earlier. But longer rest for the Cowboys, and I think at home you guys take them. And I mean, nice. I, yeah, I think I just I love Geno Smith. Um, I just don't know if he's going to continue to what he's doing. Last year, I think he surprised a lot of people, and I think people are going to game plan even a little bit more for him. For sure, what I think was going to give Dallas problems isn't necessarily Geno. I think, um, although I love our rookie defensive tackle, I think the interior of our defense is still questionable. And when you have Kenneth Walker and the rookie Zach Charbonnet, you got fresh legs coming at you. I think the Seahawks are going to be a, an animal running the football this year. Um, the following Sunday night, prime time, as, as we often do, the Eagles are coming to Big D, and I think we get some revenge. We're going to split the series. I had us losing in Philadelphia. I think the Cowboys get revenge and beat the Eagles. How about you guys? Yeah, I'm going to give them the W here. I, um, I'm questioning, I'm questioning the Eagles a little bit this year. I think they're going to be great. Um, I just, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I agree. I think the Cowboys, this is the Cowboys opportunity this year to really give the Eagles a run for their money with the division. Um, like somebody's got to try and do it. Otherwise, the, they're going to run away with this thing. So, yeah, it's a W for the Cowboys at home. All right. The following Sunday, December 17th, we go to the Great White North. We are in Buffalo to play the Bills. Man, that's a tough game. I just think, first of all, I cannot wait to see uh, Stephon versus Trayvon Diggs. 
going to be really fun to see that sibling rivalry played out on the biggest stage. Uh, but I just think Josh Allen's an absolute monster, and I think the Buffalo Bills get the job done. I got the, I got the Bills getting revenge for all those 90 Super Bowls losses to the NFC East. <laughs> I'm always losing. Yeah, I got the Bills big here. Bills big. Yeah, yeah Bills. I think the Cowboys will they'll, they'll, they'll lose competitively. But we'll see, George. Uh, the following Sunday, ho, 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 Christmas Eve will be, um, at least we'll get out of the Great White North because we're playing in Southeast. We're playing the Dolphins. Um, Dolphins are going to be a high-power team with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I don't even know if Tua Tagovailoa is going to have a working brain by this week, though. I mean, I just <laughs> – I, 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 I question Tua's longevity – and if he is in the game, don't be surprised if DeMarcus or Micah make it real rough for him. I got the Cowboys to beat the Dolphins. Oh, man, that's a tough one for me. It's so tough, dude. I, I feel I, the same way. Early in the year, I would take the Fens 100,000%. Um, yeah. Late in the year, depth. Uh, man, I'm sorry, dude. I'm taking the Fens here. I'm taking okay. the Fens here. And, uh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a close one, but I, I could see the firepower from the Dolphins. It's playing in Dallas or it's playing in Miami? No, in Miami. Yeah, I'm taking the fence here. George, you should go to this game for me. Yeah, honestly. You just don't want Scotty. You just don't want. It's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve or something. You just don't want Scotty and all your South Florida friends to be mad at you. That's why you're, that's what you're doing right now. You little South Florida homer. <laughs> they probably are listening right now. It's great. <laughs> oh, boys. Um, no, I, I think I'm taking the Cowboys here. I, I, it's a hard pick there for sure, but I agree with what you said, George. Late in the season, I, I think the Cowboys have the advantage. All right. And the following Saturday night, which will be Christmas Eve Eve, um, Saturday, December 30th, Monday. Oh, no, excuse me, Saturday Night Football. I'm sorry. I saw the ABC side. I thought that was Monday. Saturday Night Football. We played the Detroit Lions. I think Detroit is a playoff caliber football team yeah. this year. I know Dan Campbell's going to have all the Starbucks. Um, I, I really like what, what De- <laughs> I really like what Detroit did in the off season, um, but I still think it's just Dak Prescott over Jared Goff. Um, I got the Cowboys to get the win against Detroit. Yeah, I think Detroit actually. Um, this is pretty uncommon, but I think they actually take it to step back. Uh, and, oh. and yeah, yeah, and um, I'm gonna give Dallas the, the W here. Okay. Dang, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the other way. I'm going Detroit sneaky win here late Ooh. in the season. I like it. I think maybe, maybe they may have more to play for at this point in the season. I'll total up my W's uh, here for the Cowboys, but um, yeah, sneaky Detroit win here. All right, in week 18, we end Loss. up in Washington. L-L-L. This, this, this will be in 2024. So next year, wow. we go to the nation's capital. Guys, right now I've got the Cowboys at 12 and 4. Here's what I think. I think at 12 and 4, the Cowboys have a playoff spot wrapped up, whether that's a division title or wild card. I think we are safely in the playoffs. And much like last year, Washington didn't really have anything to play for, but they had a lot more motivation in Sam Howell's first career start. And I think Washington right here is going to have to get a win to get into the playoffs. Therefore, I do have the commanders to beat us um, and week 18. George? Oh, definitely. (laughs) Definitely taking a W here for for my commanders. Um, 
uh, to your point, Brian, at this, if the Cowboys have a strong season, it's going to be a lot like last year wrapping up against you guys. Um, but hopefully it gives, like I said, it gives our fan base the opportunity to continue to rally around all the new vibes and the new energy that we've got. And we get a big win, you know, hopefully a playoff berth or something like that out of this game. And, and Sam Howell has a freaking another phenomenal game, probably lays the wood on, on Trayvon Diggs again, buries him into the ground as he, as he stumbles into the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah, I'm giving George? Washington all day. Sweeping yeah. sweep them this year. Sweeping them. <laughs> Disrespect. Oh. All, right. all right, boys. I got us at 12 and 5. Same exact record as last year. I got him a 9 and 8. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> hey, hey, the boys are going to be trying to squeak in for the playoff spot, bro. Not oh, if we're, not, if, if we're 8 and 8 going into that game, we're beating your ass. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> No, I'm kind of surprised. I've got you guys at uh, at ten and seven. Um, yeah, think, a little surprising. I think ten and seven, or even nine and eight, is a real possibility if if somebody like Zach Martin either holds out or Tony Pollard gets hurt. Like, there's there's a few key players on this team where if they go down, all of a sudden, like we go from oh, I think we're the third best team in the NFC, right behind Philly and San Fran. To, ooh, I don't even know if we're going to make the playoffs. So I do think it's, it's a thin line. It's going to be tough. There's yeah. a thin line. There's a thin line between elite and average, and I think the Cowboys are flirting with it. Yeah, I would agree with that sentiment. And you mean you were kind of chatting about it before, uh, before B, and you guys do have a pretty difficult schedule. Um, there's really it's maybe two confident 100% lock them in wins as long as you guys are healthy. Um which is Carolina and, and Arizona. Outside of that, like Chargers, any given Sunday, Bills, right? Dolphins, yeah. Seahawks, Lions. You don't believe in them, Lions, but Jets. I mean, but it's no, murderous row. There's, there's some. There's yeah, some it's a tough schedule. There. I mean, it's tough. We just Commanders. saw Joe Burrow go. Joe Burrow <laughs> went down today. Oh God, uh, Joe Burrow went down today with a non-contact injury. Um, Jalen Ramsey's already out six to eight weeks with a knee injury. So, like, if, if, if one of these key players goes down for any team, not just the Dallas Cowboys, if, if anybody goes down um, of, of, these, of these elite teams. We saw we saw the 49ers last year without a quarterback. You know, they were a shell of themselves against the Eagles in the NFC Championship. So, so we'll see. Um, any final thoughts, George, on, on the roster or the Cowboys um, uh, going into this season? Yeah, again, man, I think you guys have a strong roster. Um I, my number one question mark for me, and I think it's going to have a lot to do with the success of the year for the Cowboys, uh, is Stephon Gilmore. Uh, we're not talking about him yeah. enough. I don't, I don't know if he's ever played against the type of receivers he's about to play in this division. Um, you know, mm. on a on a weekly sure. basis, you're you're seeing A and B, WR one, one or two. It's gonna it's gonna be quick. It's good. There are four three guys. Uh, both yeah. the Philly, the Commanders, maybe not the Giants, but I'm curious to see how he plays man um, against some of these skilled receivers. I'm, I'm, I think it's going to big breakout plays, usually lose games. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping those safeties are ready to play deep third. Heard that, John? <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's weird because I feel like it's always the same storyline with the Cowboys, right? Like you guys are oh, – you guys almost always feel, or at least maybe in the last five years or so, like you guys are on the cusp, right? Like – make or break, like, got to, you know, playoffs is not good enough at this point, right? And so, like, it's just another proven year for you guys. Like, 
yeah, you can be happy with a double digit win total at the end of the year, but like you guys have been in this position for so long. I'm sure you and the rest of the Cowboys fans want, you know, want to hit Super Bowl pay dirt. Very well said, gentlemen. I appreciate you all your sentiments tonight. Um, for me, guys, everything we talked about is as much fun as we've had the past 55 minutes is completely irrelevant. That 17 game schedule means absolutely nothing to me. I think whether the Cowboys win nine games or 14, they will get into the playoffs, and that that's that's worth everything for me. It's been the same story since 1996. Jimmy Johnson walked out the building. I know that we're good enough to compete with these teams. I mean. Before Tony Pollard got hurt, I thought we were good enough to compete with with the 49ers. And if we could have beat the Niners, I think the Cowboys could make the Super Bowl. So, to me, like we're going to have a lot of fun this year. Let's reconvene this conversation in January, and I'll let you know if if the, if the season was a success or not. Yeah. We got a lot of a lot of fun times ahead. Can't wait to to talk fantasy football with you guys coming up. Um, we will be back with our final team preview. Of course, it is the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. We will do that here in about a month at the end of August. And the first week of September, we're drafting fantasy teams. We got week one of NFL football. It's the most wonderful time of the year. We love you guys, and thank you for listening. I just wanted to say real quick, because B-Wills, we're in a group chat with myself, John, and B-Wills, and we looked at the analytics of the podcast, and we really appreciate you guys tuning in, because we've been been blowing up lately. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So so thank you so much for everybody listening. Shout out to the fans. Very well said, George. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you guys. We have a a (laughs) – I got you again, B. We have a ton of fun on this thing, right? Like, we love getting together, so I'm happy to see that – other people are having fun with it and enjoy what they're hearing. All right, we'll load up those plates of another helping of the NFC East. <laughs> Woo!